welcome to On and Off the Pitch. Welcome to On and Off the Pitch. This is Rodney Cyrus and we are going to go over some of the results in the last round of games for the Barclays Women's Championship and the Super League flying solo today. Very different shape, very different style in terms of what's going to happen on this little pod chat. So it's kind of a pod solo. Just me. Um, Some really interesting results at the weekend, both in the Women's Championship and the WSL. Lots and lots to talk about. Uh, From the WSL point of view, Manchester United, who have been at the top of the pile pretty much from the get-go this season, they suffered a defeat at home in front of a record crowd for them. Uh, One of their former players coming back to kind of uh, put their studs into their uh, efforts and their attempt to stay on top of the league. But we can go over that a little bit later. But from uh, the championship point of view, it was a bit of a mixed bag in terms of games. Some of the games were called off. The game that I was due to attend was called off. Uh, literally 30 minutes before the game was due to kick off at midday. And uh, I arrived just at that moment. And, you know, some of the players came out afterwards and were kind of like, what's going on? Why didn't the game go ahead? We can go over that uh, a little bit more in detail. And who I spoke to while I was kind of just hanging around. But for the results as they are, or as they were for the championship, Southampton continuing continuing to show that they are a force to be reckoned with in their in their season, inaugural season in the women's championship. Katie Wilkinson, one, two, three, hat-trick. Uh, they're at home against Coventry, who are finding it very difficult to not only get um, goals in terms of going forward, but stopping goals going in. Uh, a, a, super, a superb um, performance from Southampton and Katie Wilkinson, who, you know, who everyone knows if they've watched the championship for quite some time, is a fantastic striker. Uh, and to, to get amongst the goals for them is really, really good. Southampton sit third in the league uh, behind uh, London City Lionesses at the moment and Bristol City. Uh, Southampton with eight games played, of five wins, two draws and one defeat. Um, you know, goals for them are 11, um, not necessarily uh, stand out in terms of a number of goals so far, but definitely a really good team to watch, hard to break down, um, well-drilled, uh, pleasing on the eye, entertaining, uh, value for money, uh, if that's one of the phrases that you'd like to use for this team. But uh Really good performance from them again. And, you know, it doesn't matter who they play. They are thoroughly worth the victory when they get it because they, they or the draw, they they really do work their socks off. And they've, and they've shown from the get-go that they're getting stronger. They're getting better. They're becoming more equipped in, in terms of dealing with the, uh, the teams that they face. And uh, to sit third at the moment, you know, just above Charlton and Crystal Palace, who have 
you know, good pedigree in terms of being in, in the championship. They are definitely a team that you, you, you want to pay attention to, definitely. For Coventry, you know, it's not looking good at this moment in time. You, you Unless they're going to have some miraculous turnaround, as they did towards the end of last season, um, they would need another team to play as poorly as them in terms of uh, goals, in terms of wins. They don't have a win at the moment. Um, eight straight losses, and, and, it, and it really is an, up, an uphill battle for Coventry right now. Uh, but the girls there, and I know that Lee Birch, is, as a manager, will not be disheartened with what he's seen. He will want to make sure that the, the spirit is is right for every game going forward. And the reality is, is when you're playing football in any league, particularly in a league where there are only 12, play, uh, 12 players, 12 teams, um, the likelihood is that those closer to the bottom always feel the pressure just a tad more than they would normally, just a tad more. And and, and that's where they are right now. And uh, it's it's kind of a, a familiar position for Coventry, really, because they were round about this, this level in the league last year and, and they're back there again. So tough times for them. Uh, Durham, who had uh, a home game last week where they were a loss at home against Crystal Palace, uh, entertained another London-based team, Charlton, who go away from home and, and basically have kind of been the comeback kings in terms of conceding goals or at least two goals in the league before they, they start to motor on and, and pile on the pressure. Get a win. Uh, Charlton get a win away from, from home. The highlights looked pretty much like Charlton were were good value for the points. Um, uh, Simpkins, penalty spot, uh, Melissa Johnson on the score sheet. And from the chances which were evident on, on the highlights, you would think that Charlton were probably thinking, yeah, we're great for the win, happy for the three points, but really could have improved our goal tally with the, with the opportunities that were available on the day. Uh, from Durham's point of view, um, tenth in the league. This is not where where anyone who who's watched the championship for a number of seasons would expect to see Durham. Historically, they've been within the top two or three. Um, at one at one point or one season, they were kind of tipped to go on from Christmas period and and go on and do well, and and their and their season fell away. Right now, they've only won two games, lost four. Um, and with seven points, it is, it's a very different kind of, well, I'll say look, feel to, to Durham, who are probably scratching their heads and, and, and asking questions as to why, because they are a really good footballing outfit and they have really good players there, young, you know, really young, exciting players, real hardies there. Um, it's, 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 it's really difficult to kind of put your finger on, you know, they've got a, uh, uh, Maria Ferugia, who's who's uh, previously, I think she moved over from Sunderland, which is a big thing. They got Rio Hardy there. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of very difficult to kind of put your finger on as to why they are where they are. Um, but it, again, this league is a very tough league. It's an entertaining league. It, there's and and more excitement than the WSL. Don't care. I said it. I said it. 
And I kind of we all keep saying it. I will keep saying it. It is what it is. Uh, so don't be upset about that. It is what it is. Um, but so from Durham's point of view, they will probably be thinking, you know, where is it going wrong for us? What are we going to do to change it? And apart from consistently carrying out the the drills that they would have worked on in practice, they're going to need a little bit of luck as well. And um, hopefully you, you'll start to see them add their weight to to what's happening at the top of the league in terms of, well, say Crystal Palace, Charlton, Southampton, London City and Bristol, who are at the moment sitting very, very pretty. Now, one fixture I would have definitely said would have been probably a score draw, maybe a 2-2, Blackburn Rovers versus Sunderland, uh, sees uh, Blackburn, who who did a really good number on London City Lionesses in the previous round of games. They take all the points. For once, for once, Saffron Jordan is not on the score sheet. She must be deeply disappointed. Uh, Ellie Leak is. And, you know, for a Sunderland team who have got some good players as well, who really have shown that they can uh, grind grind out a result when they need to, you know, with Abby Holmes and McCatty at the back and um, who else is Emily Scar up front. Uh, they've got some good, good players there. Blackburn, who, you know, locked it up and stepped it up against uh, London City Lionesses. Jade, Jade Richards. Uh, Elizabeth Seed, uh, Helen Elizabeth Seed, um, Salgado in goal, who's now in the team of the week, and uh, pretty close could have got that that kind of call last week, but uh, really good bunch of players there, and they get the points and they get the win. So you know, great for Blackburn, uh, tough for Sunderland. You know, um, Sunderland are just above Coventry with four points. Um, I don't know what's going on there in terms of whether they've got too many players missing in terms of injury or players have moved on or, or they're not just being able to feature. But um, they've not had the luck, pretty much like Durham, but they've not had the luck. Blackburn, um, three wins now, 11 points. Good for them. Nice to, to, to kind of move into this short break before the run-up to Christmas, knowing that they're in the mid-table position and they can have a, a, a little bit of a reset, recharge and go again. But, you know, really good, really good win for Blackburn. And it's, it's always important to kind of, especially when you're entering this this period of the year when there are endless amounts of international breaks, my God, there's another one, uh, that you go into it with three points, because what you don't want is is, is a two week window um, where you don't get to work on the things that you need to work on because players are away on international duty or there might be injuries or, you know, you, you can't all work together on some of the things that you need to. Um, so for Blackburn, great. For Sunderland, not so great. And in fact, for Sunderland, the only thing that's great about Sunderland's position is that Coventry just can't find a win. I mean, if they are Santa for one, he might not even turn up in time for a win. That's how bad it is for Coventry uh, and, and 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 very fortunate for Sunderland in that respect, you know. But it is, that's why we love the championship. Yeah, we do. Uh, other game in the championship, London City Lionesses 
it rained goals in this one while it was raining three goals to two that entertained Birmingham City really good Birmingham City team you know former WSL players some of those players were actually part of the Leicester team that were promoted they've got Charlie Devlin there uh, Charlie Escort you know good experience um, who else is in that squad Molly Green's on the bench you know um, good round of the the Quins Louise Quinn uh, you know, just a, a real, real good bunch of players there with with bags of WSL experience, probably finding um, the championship slightly more challenging than they would have anticipated considering what it was like for them last year. Uh, they're probably m- much more in, engaged with the games, much more up for the fight. And... Um, from London City Lionesses, who had a disappointing game in a previous game against Blackburn at home, which they will probably really be kicking themselves. Uh, they got the one, two, three, three goals for them. Uh, Sinead Hopcroft, first goal. Whew. Whoa. Whoa. Second goal. Whoa. Whoa. Just three goals. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, that's what I've said. Um, Harley Sophie Bennett was back in the team after missing the last game. Um, always good to see her back on the pitch. Um, but Hopcroft getting those goals, probably making up for the lack of shooting last week in this game. Uh, good for London City Lionesses. They uh, are back in second place. Now, it looks good for London City Lionesses. 17 points, you know, five wins. Great. The only catch is, and there's always a catch, is that Bristol City's game against Lewis was called off due to rain. So they are no worse off in terms of injuries for them because players weren't injured. They have a game in hand. They have two points. Um, you know, up until last week and the results that which you kind of developed as they did towards the end of the games on Sunday, I would have believed that Bristol City, in, t- in terms of their style of play, in terms of their confidence, in terms of the way they've been actually scoring goals with Hales and Harrison and Palmer in midfield, that they look they look odds on, bang on, a definite cert to be promoted. But things can change. So for London City Lionesses going into the international great, um, break, great. For Sam- Southampton, who are third, um, again, 17 points, absolutely fantastic, great. Charlton, fantastic for them. They're not too far off from those above them. Bristol City can sit back and, you know, basically polish their boots and say, hey, we've got time on our side. We've got games in that in, in the bag. We can play and we'll play at a time which is fortunate for us. For Lewis, on the other hand, who didn't play as well, um, they sit just below Birmingham, which will, you know, they've had a kind of a, a, an odd season. Only two games won, um, you know, four four draws and a loss. Not the Lewis that you would have expected from previous seasons. But again, they've had loads of changes. Obviously, new players coming in, new manager, etc., etc. So, these things. Now, in terms of the game that I didn't get to see, and that's because it was called off, it was a um, Crystal Palace versus Sheffield United, which has is, always been a really good footballing game. Really good footballing game. Sheffield, who would have travelled down the night before, it was what I would call biblical rain Sunday morning in, in South London. Uh, on a, a 4G pitch, which is probably, as I found out, probably 3G+. plus. 
because uh, it was um, put down at the at the start of the period when 4G was just coming onto the market. So, you know, in terms of the development, in terms of 4G, things have changed, slightly more technical, technology has improved, might not necessarily have the same qualities when it comes to heavy rain and, and being able to cope with those conditions. Uh, the ball wasn't bouncing in certain parts of the pitch and the referee took the decision to call off the game. Um, I mean, around about 12 o'clock or 5 to 12, the Crystal Palace players came out. They were changed back in their tracksuits, their, their, their club tracksuits. They were looking around thinking, my God, where's the water gone? We could still play. Let's play. The referee was still there. Uh, but the Sheffield United players had long gone because as far as they were concerned, it wasn't safe. They weren't going to wait around to see if the conditions were going to change. Sometimes that happens. Uh, and when it does, you kind of feel really sorry for the team that has travelled a considerable distance the night before, probably had to stay in a hotel, not necessarily close to the ground, um, on the other side of London probably, so that they can save costs, especially when they want to get back up north and time uh it kind of puts a dampener on on the way that these teams were kind of would have prepared before the international break now for crystal palace they've got a game in hand great and they can win that if they go away and regroup that's fine um so they haven't got to face a defeat for the for this two-week window in terms of two weeks but it'll feel like 10 days sheffield united will obviously feel that they could be better placed in the league uh, they're ninth with seven points behind Lewis and Birmingham, etc. So these two teams uh, are going to find it really difficult, you know, when, when other teams are kind of feeling rejuvenated, when you don't play. And I always remember what it was like when I played at what silly level it was, not the professional level. Uh, boots in the bag, kit all ready, and you wake up on a Sunday and it's just pissing down with rain and you're just thinking, please, Let's not be. Please don't be called off. Please don't be called off. I've been looking forward to this all week. We've trained hard. We've got our plan, and this is at some amateur level. So for a professional footballer, I know that they say this is all part of the game, but there is still the emotional feeling that you have that the game has been called off and you want to play, especially when you you've had a good win the previous week as Crystal Palace did. They will definitely be up for it, and they will want to go on and show everyone that they are. You know, good value for what happened last week or the previous week, and they can take their good form on uh, going forward. For, for for Sheffield United, who'd suffered a defeat against Birmingham, they will probably think, you know, considering the conditions, let's not try our luck too much if, if we say we want to play and wait. They can go in necessarily go into the international break, which goes against what I said previously about feeling bad not kind of rushing players in a game where they think there's going to be a risk or they they may get in, they may get injuries they may want to wait where players are going to come back and be fit and ready for that fixture it's a gamble like most things but that is the rub of the league especially when conditions are, are quite treacherous no one was going to know what it was going to be like in terms of the rain. And for Crystal Palace, they're probably one of the most fortunate ones because they do have a 4G pitch that can cope with extreme weathers. I've been down there before when it was snow. Most uh, most teams were called off. They were able to clear the pitch and play. That's just the rub of the green that they have. But what I did do in terms of being there, I was able to talk to one of the, the players 
uh, off record, but you know, I'll give you kind of a an ad hoc version of of the conversation. Uh, Charlie Clifford was was kind enough to stop and talk to me and the chaplain. We were by the pitch, uh, having a little chit chat, uh, and I just wanted to know what it was like for her being, you know, a professional footballer and 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 the change that she's had to embrace going from part-time to full-time, changing the hours in within the day in which they train, they train earlier in the day, they don't have to incorporate necessarily having a full-time job, what that means, you know, and she's one of the senior players who has probably seen it all, previous experience with childhood, et cetera, playing from a very early age, 16, 17, you know, so she's seen everything pretty much and, you know, she had a measured a measured approach to, to to where she was in terms of her playing time, in terms of you know what she wanted to get out of the game, and what I did say to her, and this is not necessarily to say anything that she has mentioned, but I'll say this: as a player, um, you're a long time re- retired when it comes to football. I know everyone talks about I've been playing from. 16 and you could say you played at seven and all of those things in terms of your life you're a long time retired you are so whatever level wherever you are and whether your motivation is dipped a little bit or it's declining and you look outside and you're thinking oh my god the weather i can't do it today no it's too cold it's too wet i don't want to go out of bed you'll have many more of those days when you are officially retired and your love of football not necessarily diminish but I know I have what I call happy feet when I'm watching football on TV. Uh, they have a tendency uh, to to move around a little bit. They move around a little bit in, in preparation of what's going on on the pitch. I still feel as if I can play. The mind says yes, the body says no. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. Um, we're going to go and uh, talk a little bit about the WSL on the other side. Uh, and yeah, I'll see you in a short while. As a player, you're a long time retired. This is where it starts. This is On and Off to Pitch, a sporting podcast. Go big indeed. WSL go big. What goes on up there in the big bad world of the WSL? Ooh, raining goals. It was raining goals in one fixture, that's for sure. It's all change at the top of the league. Manchester United dropped down a couple of spots. Oh my days, shock horror. Now, look, they've had a really good start. No question, no question. 15 goals, four, only conceded three. Fantastic, fans are in football heaven. But then, there's Chelsea. Oh, yes, there's Chelsea. Then there's Chelsea. And what do you do when you're facing a Chelsea team filled with international stars. They have players like, well, let me say, Aaron Cuthbert, ooh, Lauren James, hey, Sam Kerr, oh, Pernil Harder. 
it's really difficult to stop those peeps from scoring. And that's the task that Manchester United faced. And regardless of the amount of goals that they have not conceded, regardless of the fantastic goalkeeper that they have in Mary Earps, Euros winner, wow. And Ella Toon, yeah. And Alicia Russo, oh. And Nikita Paris, yeah. It's time to understand that sometimes you just don't win games. And there's no God-given right for you to win. And from a Manchester United point of view, I think they probably knew this day was going to come. To go through any season unbeaten is very, very difficult. In terms of football, there are quite clearly some players, some players who encapsulate a team. There are some players who encapsulate a moment. There are players who encapsulate encapsulate a league. Lauren James, Lauren James could be one of those players. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So in terms of the goals, Sam Kerr would start off. Um, I don't know, some dithering. There seems to be a lot of that when you're playing out from the back. Sometimes it's good to just kick it up the pitch, but I'm not a professional footballer. Anyway, uh, Sam Kerr uh, makes the most of what was going on in the Manchester back, Manchester United back line and scores in the second half, 60 minutes. Uh, again, within a short period of time, ball over the top, Sam Kerr onto it, holds up the ball, square pass-ish, onto a couple of um, Chelsea players. And, and Lauren James's finish is just so cool. So cool. Uh, really cool. Uh, uh, Russo with one back for Manchester United on, on the 71st minute. And Aaron Cuthbert, who normally likes to jab you in the, the ribs with a goal at some point in the game, uh, gets the third for Chelsea. So Chelsea, who have, and let's be honest, when I talk about a defeat, they have suffered a defeat. Chelsea have lost the game. This is what people need to understand. They've lost the game. But they're second in the league. They've played seven games and they're on 18 points. Manchester United are only third. And I say only. You know, six games played, 5-1, one loss. Now, I know that when we talk about the WSL and everyone says, oh my God, it's the best league in the world. Some teams only get beat by 8-0 once in a blue moon. For the teams at the top, when it when you, they lose, it's almost like it's worse than losing 8-0 because it's like, oh my God, that can never happen. But it does happen. So it changes everything for the league. Uh, it changes everything for the Manchester United uh, team, where they are, what that means going forward and, and how they're going to kind of bounce back, which I'm sure they will. Uh, for, for Chelsea, they will feel superb and supreme in terms of going away from, from home and getting three points and three goals. For them, it's going to be happy days. Uh, elsewhere, when it talks about raining goals, what was going on at West Ham and Brighton? I mean, gosh, I mean, Brighton concede eight, sack their manager and then go away from home. Go away from home and score five goals, but only concede four. I mean, really? That's a, I mean, with the weather going on, that was a biblical game in itself. Goals galore. West Ham, uh, Lisa Evans, uh, Victoria Williams and um, uh, Asi, um, Asi. I hope I pronounced that correctly, with two in the 85th and 86th minute. Uh, Brighton, five goals. Uh, Carter, who is a really good player, actually, on the score sheet, two for her. 
uh, Fox with one, um, Sam or oh, Sari with um, with one as well. Fantastic for Brighton. In terms of their their, their manager long term, I, I I may have missed the news. Who knows what's going to happen for them? Where where will Hope Powell be? But for them, a great win uh, after a very difficult couple of weeks, losing a manager and losing so heavily. Both of the teams are really close to one another. So for West Ham, who are eighth in the league, they will be desperately disappointed that they allowed Brighton to get close in terms of points on the board. Brighton uh, with a ninth in the league with six points, only three points behind. A really, really entertaining game for the neutral who, you know, can go and watch football and say, I, I watched the team play good football, in, a very, in very difficult conditions, and there were a hat full of goals. What more could you ask? Exactly. Um, Arsenal continue to do what Arsenal do. Uh, they win away four goals to nil. Uh, at one point, I thought, are they going to score eight? Uh, all their goals, or the bulk of their goals in the first half, uh, Marnham, Ford, um, Catley, and Blackstinius in the second half. Leicester, who, for me... They look like they're coming back to the the championship. It would be a, a shame for them because you know they went up blazing in terms of you know the way they played football in the championship. But sometimes you really just have to think about where you are and enjoy your football. And I suppose when you're playing in the WSL and you're getting beat week in week out, I've spoken to Bristol City fans about that when they were um, before they were relegated. When you played seven games and you've you have seven defeats, you know it is a wearing, emotional, draining experience to have. You are fatigued because of the, uh, the, the those emotions that you have, and sometimes it may be difficult. I'm not saying it is. It may be difficult to find light at the end of the tunnel, or even light in the tunnel. You know, like a box of matches or a lighter, uh, which would be helpful. Uh, but that, but that's that. Uh, for the other results, um, Tottenham, Everton were postponed. Uh, Liverpool um, losing at home to Aston Villa. Now you know Liverpool went up and they really, really were were fantastic in the Championship, and they've had a number of injuries, really have. But I've got to ask the question of Liverpool: Why are they playing free at the back? Why? Why, why, why? And I know that I don't get it. I don't get it. People will think, oh, what, you know, everyone, yeah. You know, you've got more bodies in midfield. I get it. But for all of the bodies in midfield, it's like the the back three are too wide. They're too far apart. And for all of the bodies in midfield, not coping with the, the runners that are coming through in terms of the opposition, not good, even though it was only a 1 0. A 1-0 defeat to Aston Villa. Rachel Daly showing to me, I don't understand why she's playing in defence for the Lionesses, but that's another question. Showing a, a smart bit of business by Carla Ward and um, a composure for someone who's experienced at an international, uh, on the international stage and an international level in terms of playing abroad and just phenomenal footballer, it would seem. Um, Liverpool must be fortunate and must be grateful that there are two teams below them, Reading and Leicester, especially Leicester, because it's not looking good. You know, one win, I have to say five losses, 
So that's just... I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say. Uh, it is, it's just so... I just can't believe the level. I, I, but all of the signings that they have, I don't understand what's gone wrong. I don't. Good team, good manager. Just not sure. Just... I'm just not sure. I don't, I don't get it. Just not sure. And uh, last but not least for the WSL, they found their mojo. Manchester City uh, win three nil against Reading. Reading are having a bad time. And again, another team grateful for someone else at the bottom of the league. Uh, Manchester City, uh, you know, a couple of players are, are probably fatigued with Linus duty. Um, but they had enough about them. 19 shots on target, only five on target. No, 19 shots in total, only five on target. Um, forgive me. Um, probably wishing they had more goals, considering the opposition. But a good enough result for, for Manchester City. It sees them, you know, up into the top four, top half. They're above um, Spurs. They've got 12 points just behind Manchester United, probably thinking this is where we're meant to be. It's looking pretty much like the table should should look. Um, I will propose this again. I, I really do believe any team that's in the bottom seven really should go and join the championship. Enjoy your football. You'll be part of a bigger league and you might win more games than you, you lose. And, you know, the fans will appreciate it as well because... Uh, the Super League really is, it's kind of linked to those clubs that wanted to break away with the Super League and the Premier League anyway. You know, those those clubs that are only interested in stockpiling players that are young and buying international players from abroad because it's all about being in the Champions League, isn't it? Uh, that's it, really, the, the, the WSL. That's it. Anyway, uh, I'll be back just after this little burst bristol what's going on has anyone seen nana palmer what's going on yeah 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 so you know what's going on in the world of football uh one thing in particular from the championship point of view uh, a player that i saw and has been not been, you know, they were injured for a few games. Uh, Isabella Sibley, phenomenal player. I saw a tweet from Paul Wheeler. I hope Paul's well. Um, haven't spoken to him for a while. Who's does some great work. He did some great work and he's doing some great work. Link the big, big Coventry fan. Um, tweet something about Isabella Sibley as she'd been called up to the England on the 23s for the November camp. Uh, he said, she. He, he's quoted her saying she... He, a, a, a raw Lucy Bronze, same energy, same ability to absolutely fly down the fan. I'm not going to say Lucy Bronze for me. I I, I see her as a, a right back. It's, I don't see I don't see Isabella Sibley as a I see her as a, an attacking player, out you know just out and out you know wing. I know that there's this talk you know a lot of people are like we've got to play wing backs and all you know players. There are players you can defend, and there are players who are meant to be attackers. I like the I like the comparison, Paul. I do, but I think no, no, no. Uh, so what Sibley can do really, really well is that she has the ability to to run confidently, and and I say this word confident. When you see a player use both feet while they're running, 
it's and and it looked natural. It's it's really a good thing, and I'm not just talking about women's football. I'm just talking about football. There are so many footballers in the Premier League that can only use one foot. Every every time they touch the ball, it's only one foot. Uh, Isabella Sibley has a tad more than that, my friend. A tad more. Really, I really, really do believe that to be the case. A tad more. So for uh, Isabella Sibley, uh, props as they say. On the, on the call up, uh, big up. Uh, in terms of the women's game, is it going to grow? Is the interest there? Is it still there after the the Euro success? You know, one thing I did say in my conversation while I was at the um, the game, which did not take place uh, with those that shall not be named. Trickle down economics doesn't work in the real world. We've seen it for those who are having a difficult time right now and there are probably many people you know football fans wearing a couple of extra layers of clothing at home more jumpers more fleeces from any particular store throws on the duvet throws on the on the sofa watching when they turn the lights on all of those things you know trickle down economics in the real world it doesn't work right fact this is the world we're living in in 2022 People who were comfortable last year are not comfortable now. They're worrying about whether they can put the heat in them. That's the reality. Why do we believe that trickle-down economics is going to work in women's football? I do not know. I don't. I just don't know. If if anyone sponsors the WSL and says, we're going to sponsor the championship as well, but you really hear anything about the championship, you really see a live game, you really see any advertisement, you really see any media talk to any one of the clubs about what it is that's happening for them. You really get any of those things apart from, you know, individuals like myself and others who go to the games and we have the ongoing conversations, Eagle Eye View, the rest, uh, the Sunderland crew, the Roke Report, Southampton, Vixen cast, you name it, the fans are talking about it in the championship. But I, you know, mainstream media, I, I, like I say, trickle-down economics does not work in the real world. So why did people buy into, and I use this word advisedly, bullshit of it coming, like working in women's football where everything is only about the WSL and maybe the top six teams, if you're lucky. You might get a mention if you're eighth. And then that's it. You know, that's the reality. So um, it is a real, real... It, for me, it's a, it's a talking point more than anything. It's a talking point. And not to complain and say, you know, what more needs to be done, but just some honesty. Just say, look, we know we're only interested in the top teams. You know, we gave you a cursory nod, but we're not going to show you any games. We're not going to do anything. And on top of that, you know, while you're watching, you know, the FA player, because you can only see one live game in the championship. And if that game's called off, they don't show anything else and you don't get the highlights. While I watched the highlights today, just trying to catch up with the games that I couldn't see live, interspersed between the two were some FA Cup games, men's FA Cup games. And I get it. It's the FA player. The FA can do what they want. It was the FA Cup. Makes total sense. 
But is it is it is it possible that we can get a couple of even some highlights from the National League? I mean, I'm just I'll I'll do like a an Oliver pretty please, sir. Can I have some more highlights from a lower level kind of request? I just want to know if it's possible. And if it is, make it so. Anyway, that's it from me. This was on and off the pitch. I'm Rodney Cyrus. We're talking raining goals. And for those and for those games that were not played, they will be to be determined at a later date. Until then, I see you guys later. Welcome to On and Off the Pitch.